This is the Friday, March 26th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. I am Doug Kazarian. Tyler Fulgham joining me momentarily as this is the final podcast before the Sweet 16. We will each give our favorite play for Saturday and our favorite play for Sunday and some NBA tonight after a wild NBA trade deadline day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler, good to be with you, my man. Good to be with you on a Friday, Doug. We do have a a nice NBA slate tonight, as always, on Friday. And, of course, the tournament continues this weekend. Yeah, a little bit different twist, obviously, uh, with the tournament resuming on a Saturday and going through Tuesday with the Elite Eight. But let's talk about the Saturday and Sunday because we can talk about the Elite Eight uh, next week's podcast. Um, In terms of the Saturday game, I'm I'm just going to lay it with Baylor. Look, what Jay Wright's done – with this team isn't a huge surprise. Villanova uh, loses Colin Gillespie, but Jay Wright, perfect um, kind of preparing his team. So I'm a little apprehensive about the few days off, but this ba- this Bears squad has just kind of regained their mojo, uh, kind of that, that they seemingly had lost uh, since the COVID-19 hiatus disrupted everything. But this is still a team that many thought was in the same class as Gonzaga. Caesars William Hill had a yes-no prop, Will Nova and Baylor win it all, or will the field? And so we've kind of forgotten about this Bears team. They reminded us a little bit last week, came out on fire. So I like them in the first half and the game to take care of Villanova. Just too much firepower for the Bears. What stands out for you tomorrow? Yeah, on Saturday, I'm looking at the Midwest region in that matchup, 8-12, Loyola-Chicago coming off that win over Illinois against an Oregon State team that seemingly can't miss from deep in their run through the Pac-12 and then advancing to this second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I think the slipper falls off uh, Oregon State finally. I think we started to see them go a little bit cold in that second half against Oklahoma State. The, the Cowboys, of course, just couldn't make a shot either. But this is a step up in class going against a Loyola Chicago team that's one of the best in the country defensively. We saw them choke out Illinois, Io DeSumo, and Kofi Coburn. So I think finally we see uh, Oregon State bow out. I'm not going to approach the side, but the total, 125, is still too high for me when Loyola Chicago is involved. I think the first team that gets the 57 or 60 wins the game and I expect that to be Loyola Chicago so my play is going to be under in that matchup with the Beavers interesting I'm actually going to an under as well as we shift gears to Sunday a lot of intriguing games I thought about the Gonzaga over but I'm going with the UCLA Bama under 145 just feels like a monster number this Crimson Tide defense third most efficient based on KenPom.com rankings now the Bruins not as strong um, but we're learning about this. I know it's opponent adjusted, but we're learning about the Pac-12 a lot in this tournament. And I just think I don't think Mick Cronin's gonna. I think look, he's basically a full week to prepare. He's not gonna mess around with uh, this Alabama team and get an up and down uh, game. He has two studs in Hakez and Juzang, and and he's just gonna like let lean on them for offense, and he's gonna avoid a track meet at all costs. I just I don't see him going back and forth with this Bama team. I know the title looked to push the pace, but. 145 feels like a, a pretty big number. So I'm going to take the under there as my favorite play on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, I'm looking at uh, the 1 4 matchup between Michigan and Florida State. Before the tournament started, I had the Seminoles coming out of that region and going to the Final Four. So I'll gladly take two points in my pocket um, as an underdog, a slight underdog against the Wolverines. Now, Michigan could be getting back Isaiah Livers, who obviously makes a big difference for them in terms of them being able to play their best 94 foot game. But uh, Florida State was my pick uh, all along. I think Leonard Hamilton and the Seminoles have so much athleticism, so much length, so much size. I think Scotty Barnes is going to be 
the best player on the floor, at least the uh, most likely to be taken first in the NBA draft of anyone there um, coming up. So uh, with Florida State being my pick, the Seminoles being my uh, team, I was going to ride out of this region. I'm not going to sway from that, especially since they're an underdog against Michigan. You know, it is interesting that you mentioned the livers part. It sort of gives Michigan new life, right? I mean, that was the big uh, uh, sort of Achilles heel or big thing that right. everyone pointed to. I had LSU beating them, but uh, that could be a giant shot in the arm for the Wolverines and be a true one seed. Okay, let's go to the NBA. Busy trade deadline, a lot of moving parts. Um, I'm questioning if, like, there's uh, people have to pass physicals. I don't know exactly who's all starting all these games. Is there a play that stands out to you? Because I got a couple that – well, I'll first start with mine. It's Okay. What on what on earth is going to be Orlando's starting lineup? Like, I tweeted it, <laughs> and everyone's like, a bunch of Disney characters. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They lose Vucevic, Gordon, Fournier – uh, Terrence Ross is going to average about 50 a game, but he's actually out hurt right now, as is Cole Anthony. So you're, you're going to get some Ken Birch. As far as a big Wendell Carter, I would assume is going to start. If Does he have to pass a physical? So I don't know what's going on. This number is 10.5, which is obscene. I know the Blazers won yesterday, and they're on the road again. But, I, again, I don't know. I mean, the over-under is like 220. I, I don't know how the Magic are going to score 95 points. So Yeah, I, I I, like I have to lay think- it and even do a team total under <laughs> Orlando. I, I'll see it to believe. And if I lose, I lose. So be it. But I have to lay it with Portland. Yeah, I think you're uh, – well, at least we're thinking the same way. When it comes to the Magic right now, I'm going to play team totals under because they, they lost all of their offense. All of it is gone. So I think you're smart there or, or wise to look at the team total under no matter what defense they're playing until we figure out what that's going to look like. Uh, I'll turn to the first game we're going to see on ESPN Friday night. It's a – Rematch of what we saw Wednesday on ESPN, the Bucks and the Boston Celtics, two of the teams, of course, uh, that came into the season as Eastern Conference contenders. Milwaukee is living up to that. Boston, though, has been a little um, disappointing, so to speak. And like we did on our um, NBA countdown uh, hit on Daily Wager on Wednesday, I'm going to play the over here in this matchup. Now, it's gone up from, I think, 231 on Wednesday to now 234 and a half on Friday, but I still think that's too low. These teams have played each other twice this season, Doug, and in both instances, the total was 240 points or higher, of course, including the 121-119 affair that we just saw on Wednesday. So I still don't think the market's corrected enough. We know Milwaukee plays fast, they're third in pace. We know they have a very efficient offense. They're third in the NBA in offensive rating. And despite what we think of Brad Stevens and his defensive scheme and the personnel they have there, Boston just has not been a good defensive team this year. They're 24th in defensive rating. You can say part of that is due to Marcus Smart missing time, but even when he's been in the lineup, they have been no more than better than a middle-of-the-pack defensive team. So I like the total to go over again in this matchup. Um, I think it will be another close game like we've seen each time these two teams have matched up. I also like Giannis to go over his player um, point prop, which is 28-and-a-half. He was uh, wildly disappointing. Um, from a fantasy perspective, in Milwaukee's win on Wednesday. He only took 11 shots from the field, which was his third fewest attempts he's uh, attempted in any game this season. So I think he's going to come out very aggressive and assert himself. He scored 35 in the first game they played, so I expect something closer to that. So I'll go over the total and over Giannis's player point prop, which is 28 and a half. So you're like Giannis over. Hasn't he, is he just getting back from injury? I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast, although he missed a lot of bunnies and stuff like that. He definitely had opportunities. Yeah, I think it was just one of those games where they didn't really need Giannis, but another nationally televised game, I think he's going to come out and try and reassert himself, especially since the MVP conversation we have been having is uh, started to include Giannis's name in it, whether 
you think that's justifiable or not. The fact of the matter right. is, I think he's plus 650 right now, which is fourth on the MVP odds list. So for someone as competitive as he is, for someone who wants to find any type of bullet on his resume to make people forget about the, the playoff failures, a third straight MVP is, I think, something that is a carrot that would entice him to play well. So kind of um, handicapping his motivation for this game, I think he's going to bounce back with a big, typically Giannis MVP-like stat line. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned our hit. We, uh, for the first time, we had some gambling content in the uh, pregame for a countdown. So that was uh, a lot of fun to do on Wednesday with Joe Fortenbaugh, who you guys obviously listen to here on the podcast and also during the week, see him on Daily Wagers. So that's going to do it for us. A lot of games catch my eye. Um, I'm with you. I kind of like Milwaukee. I was surprised the number came out five in that game. Uh, I like the under and the nightcap with the Warriors game, but that's about it. Um, keep an eye on this, this uh intriguing uh, Blazers magic game. So that's going to do it for us. Obviously, we'll be back uh, next week with the Elite Eight. So every weekday, less than 10 minutes. That's our promise to you. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. <laughs>